Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassTenor.com. Today is Tuesday, September 5th, 2017. This is episode 76, Advice for All Teachers. I went back and forth trying to figure out the appropriate title for this episode. There was part of me that wanted to go with advice for rookie teachers, then I thought about advice for inexperienced teachers. But the more I think about it, and all of the teachers I've met over the years, I think this is the most appropriate title. Because I think that some people who have been teaching for a long time need to take some inventory. You need to take stock of yourself and where you're at with your teaching. The cold, hard reality that I have observed, particularly within the past 10 years, has been this, sorry to be so harsh, but I think asinine idea by teachers that they get to the point where they know everything. I think there are teachers that actually feel that way. They've gotten to the point where they don't need any additional training. They don't need any help from anybody. They're comfortable with their curriculum. No additional assistance is needed. And I think that's really unfortunate. One of my greatest, I think, situations that occurred for me early in my career was I had mentors. I had people who were able to check in with me. It doesn't mean that I listened to everything that they said, and it doesn't mean that they had all the correct answers. What it did mean was I had people who looked out for me, watched my back, corrected mistakes that I was making, and made suggestions. And that's invaluable. And a lot of time, we're not finding that in education. Instead, it's replaced by people who you're colleagues with, and you might be getting ideas from them. But the ideas might be common ideas, as opposed to someone getting in your grill and saying, no, you need to change this about your teaching. No, you need to change this about how you're delivering your material. No, you need to change this about yourself. And I had that. I had that early in my career. And it helped to shape me with my teaching. And I continued to grow with my teaching through the years. Personally, I feel over the past five years, I've made the greatest growth. Which is surprising to students that I had a long time ago because a lot of them said, wow, you know, really enjoyed you as a teacher. What could you have possibly changed? And I think they would be shocked if they saw. My advice for all teachers in no particular order no order at all. And some of this is a repeat from things I've said before, but I think it's worth hearing again. 
make sure that you have a strong, strong relationship with the secretaries and custodians in your school. If you are in a school where you have security personnel, make sure you know them well too. These people will always be there for you when you really need them. Now, I heard that information when I was in college. Someone, uh, one of my methods teachers, music education methods teachers, said who are the most important people in the school to get to know. And of course, the typical 20-year-old will say the principal and the superintendent and thinking all these people in power. And actually the reality is, those are the people who, I wouldn't say you want to avoid, but you don't want to be around them all the time. Many years ago, it was actually totally fine and commonplace for people to have strong relationships with principals or superintendents. By and large, a vast majority of schools and school districts around the United States are completely different in that regard. You will not see principals hanging out with their staff outside of school. And you certainly won't see the superintendent doing such a thing. But it did happen years ago. Things have changed. Administrators on a whole tend to separate themselves both professionally and personally from their staff members. Doesn't mean that they're bad people, it's just the way that they do business. They don't want a conflict of interest. They absolutely don't want a situation where people think there's any favoritism or any nonsense like that. Does it happen in schools? Of course it does. Sometimes somebody will be elevated to an administrative position and they're best friends with you know, certain people in the district and those friendships remain. I've seen the opposite too. I've seen situations where people were extremely close to the point where colleagues in their district were attending major occasions like weddings. And only a few years later, the administrator had absolutely no relationship of any kind or did things to clearly separate himself or herself from the others. So my advice for all teachers in that regard, always exercise caution when you're around administrators. Some administrators are there to put you in I gotcha situations. There may be something about you that they don't like and unbeknownst to you, they may be targeting you. Now, on the other hand, the other thing that it could be is that administrators are extremely, extremely busy people. They don't want to be pestered every two seconds. So unless it's absolutely critical to reach out to your administrator about something, or it involves something that's gonna directly involve the administrator. I would steer clear of talking to your administrator much and don't whine. It's not gonna get you anywhere. It's just simply not. Don't whine about the things that you don't have. There's nothing wrong with bringing it up. And when I say things that you don't have, they're things that would be more wish listy type of things. 
if that's a word, wish listy, as opposed to necessities. If you're a new teacher and you need certain technology to make your class function, that's something that's a little more of a necessity or a requirement and something that other people may have and you just don't have. But when you start complaining about the fact that you don't have a 3D color printer in your room, that's getting a little out of control. You gotta find the fine line between the two. Know that every single school district is drastically different. I mean drastically different. Look no further than Board of Education meetings. Have you ever been to one before? Have you ever been told by people within your union not to attend one? I have. I've actually been told not to attend one when my name was going to be on the agenda, maybe for a stipend being approved, or a new position, or whatever. You should absolutely go to those meetings and educate yourself. But then it's good to go to some other meetings. You'll be shocked to see how different Board of Education meetings are in different towns. And the way that schools are run a lot of times has to do with past practice. It's rare that you're going to see a school calendar drastically change. Whatever school calendar you're going to see on any, at any particular time, any particular year, the format of the calendar, the, the template, everything is going to look almost exactly the same from year to year. Other advice for teachers of all experience levels. Exercise patience. I've noticed so many teachers who are very impatient with children. If you're impatient with children, you do not belong in the occupation. End of story. End of story. You do not belong as a teacher if you're an impatient person. You need to find some other career. Because in every situation, at every level, patience is required. Period. Whether it's the most advanced levels of calculus or a kindergarten classroom where we're learning how to tie our shoes. You have to be patient. You have to be sure to communicate to your, your students that you care and you can be trusted. Most students do not trust their teachers on a whole. I know this because I've asked students directly. And I haven't asked for names, but I have asked students, do you trust all your teachers? And overwhelmingly, the answer has been no. Be sure to adhere to a district's curriculum. In other words, don't just suddenly decide to march to the beat of a different drummer. If the school is doing things a certain way, they have their reasons for doing it. And I hate to say it this way, but it's your your job is to shut up and to do it. Now you can certainly make suggestions, but if it's not going anywhere and the argument isn't going anywhere, 
Stop making the suggestions to the point where you're whining because you're being downright annoying when you're doing that. And people are not going to listen to you. They're going to just filter you out altogether. Avoid negative faculty lounges. Just avoid them like the plague. If you walk into a faculty lounge and there's negativity in there, just get out of there. Get out of there right away. Or if you want to try to make an effort to try to uh, bond in any way or be accepted by the faculty in any way, then spend a limited time in there. Maybe you heat up your lunch, spend 10 minutes and say, oh, you know, I got to get back to my planning. Or maybe you'll spend one of your lunch periods per week in there. Negative faculty lounges. They're some of the worst and most toxic environments in all job fields. All. Because what you're dealing with is you're dealing with people who are bright, who are educated, and when you have bright, educated people who are negative, it can be, that can be rough, real rough. Mm -hmm. So I would avoid, uh, I would avoid it altogether. Just completely stay away and we'll go one step further with that. If you have a duty like supervising large amounts of children in a gym, in a cafeteria, outside, do not be a wallflower. Do not be that faculty member that's on the sidelines texting and messing with their phone. I see it constantly. It's so unprofessional. And there are going to be people where nothing is ever said to them. And the second you do it, something might be said to you. Most importantly, just don't do it. Instead, take that time to establish relationships with kids. I mean, if I'm, I, whenever I've been assigned to a cafeteria, I love it. I absolutely love it. Because when you, you don't stay on, on top of the kids to the point where you're pestering them completely, but just having playful conversations with, with the children and asking them, going up to them and saying, okay, so how's fourth grade today? Who does that? I do. A lot of other teachers don't. And kids know now that you're invested in them. It's more likely they're going to trust you. It's more likely they're going to pay attention in your class. You're going to have less discipline problems. You're also going to create a better overall school environment for the, t the kids that you don't teach normally because now they have found another person they can trust and it's going to make things better for your colleagues, whether they asked for that to happen or not. You're now making for a better school environment. And that is one of the most unselfish and greatest things that you can do is to be aware of how kids are feeling and have the pulse of the school in general.
one of my best moments in my career was when I was supervising, I was actually not even assigned to it. I just decided to pop into a bus dismissal area and my superintendent happened to catch me in there. And how did he catch me? He was a wallflower that day. He wanted to actually watch teachers in action. And when I saw him up there, I stopped what I was doing. I went up to him and I said, oh, I'm, I'm so happy you're here. Um, you know, what brings you here today? And tried to start a conversation with him. And he just looked at me and he said, this is not the time to talk. He said, you need to go back to what you're doing with those children. Ironically enough, the best superintendent I ever had. Hands down. Hands down. Understood people, understood children better than anyone I've ever known in all of education. Advice for all teachers. Learn how to use your copy machine. Learn how to repair the copy machine. You'll become a rock star in your school. That's such an important skill. Everybody has to use it. And it shouldn't just be that the one secretary in the office who happens to not be there that day is the only person who can fix things. As long as it's okay with your school, because sometimes they don't want teachers touching the copy machine. There are schools that are like that. My advice is simply to learn everything about that copy machine and be able to help. The same thing goes with computers, same thing goes with software, all that stuff. Go out of your way just to simply say hello to, to other staff members, people that you don't know. And many of them will appreciate it. Some of them won't really care. Some of them may not want to talk to you, and that's fine. At least you made the effort. So this is just advice that I have for teachers as a whole. I'll have more of these in the future, but hopefully there's at least one thing that you were able to take out of here and you're going to be able to use uh, as you're starting off your new school year. Have a great school year and feel free to reach out to me if you have any suggestions, comments, or podcast episode ideas.